knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Welcome to 2017, first uh, show of the year here on Poker Action Line. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez back in the studio. Uh, last week we had our uh, best of show. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, Joe's been gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can remember how to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, looking forward to another great year here on the show as we, uh, I guess we're moving in on our seventh anniversary Damn, uh, coming up in March, pretty crazy. I can't huh? believe it's been that uh, se- almost seven years already. Yeah, no question. It's uh, been fun, and uh, you know, a lot of good times, and uh, a lot of a lot of interesting guests and fun people. And uh, you got to take the good with the bad, though. And unfortunately, this is going to be kind of a, sh- a sad show for us. Yes, it is, Dave. Uh, you know, certain things have occurred in the poker world and the poker tour community. People that I've represented and. Um, I guess I'll let you start this off. Dave. Well, let's hold off just a second. I, I got a couple things I want to start off with, and then we'll get into the discussion uh, about the the PPC Aruba Tour. Uh, a lot of question marks. We'll get to that in just a second. But uh, you know, there's lots of stuff we can do, and I, I did prepare some stuff if we need to get to it. But I think we're going to spend a lot of the show talking about uh, this latest incident since we were so involved with that tour, especially in the beginning of our show. We actually did a show at one of their tournaments. And, uh, well, let's hold off on that for just a minute. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, I did want to mention that uh, Player of the Year, everybody thought that was going to be Fader Holtz, uh, who had such a great year with a huge uh, high roller final tables, wins, second places, uh, uh, just really a breakout year for the youngster from Germany. But uh, David Peters, who is a guy that, if you go way back with us uh, to the days when Randy Casper was on the show every week, Randy uh, had a organization called a PPI, uh, which uh, represented, was basically a, an, an agency representing poker players and yes. got them publicity and handled some of their uh, uh, commercial endorsements and that sort of thing. And, and uh, it was a big business back then. You know, I know there's other ones out there, uh, Poker Royale and or Poker Royalty, I think it's called. And uh, a few other big ones, but they had a big one, uh, and it was uh, Randy Casper uh, joining us on the show. And one of the guys he would mention uh, as a really good up-and-coming young player was David Peters, a young red-haired guy from uh, Ohio, just uh, like the boy next door. (laughs) And uh, we always knew David was a good player, but he really had a breakout year this year uh, and won both the Card Player Magazine Player of the Year Award and also the Global Poker Index uh, Player of the Year. So... Uh, fantastic because he really came hard down the stretch. He was way back of Holtz. Uh, he finished runner-up back in mid-November at the Aria High Roller and Super High Roller, both. Uh, then when they went into December, he uh, got to the final table of the Five Diamond Classic at the Bellagio. So then he went over to the Czech Republic to finish out the year with the final ever European Poker Tour event and finished third in that one. So uh, all the points he picked up late in the year sent him zooming past uh, Fader Holtz, who finished second on both those uh, well, polls. Congratulations to David Peters on a hell of a finish, too. Yeah, yeah, great playing, and uh, both these guys both these guys uh, were people who, uh, you know, really got into the high roller events this year, and a lot of players have done that, but, uh, you know, that's a way to pick up a lot of points, obviously, on with smaller fields. Exactly, and you know you have to have deep pockets, or somebody has to have. <laughs> you need to know somebody who has deep pockets to be able to do that. Um, you know, so the, these Player of the Year awards, you know, they're great players, but they kind of, you know, it's it's a little skewed a little bit because yeah. of because of the prize pool and the, how they award points and everything else. So, um, you know, let's. Let, let, let's see. Let, let's I temper wonder, our enthusiasm. Yeah, exactly, now. exactly. Uh, third place in the uh, card player uh, poll was uh, Justin Bonomo. Uh, Ari Engel finished in fourth. And Jake Schindler, a South Florida guy, uh, finished in fifth place. Uh, rounding out their top ten were Sam Sovereil, who's from uh, West Palm Beach uh, area. And Chance Cornuth was seventh, and he lives in yeah. Fort Lauderdale. So a lot of South Florida players involved here, a lot of them who moved here. Uh, Dan Smith was eighth, Connor Dryan in ninth, and Ann Cushman Davia was in tenth place. 
Uh, let's see. Corneth finished fourth in the GPI. Adrian Mateos from Italy finished in fifth. And then when you round out the uh, top ten there, you have uh, uh, Ari Engel, Paul Volpe, Nick Petrangelo, uh, Mandavia and Sam Panzica. So uh, uh, all these players, these awards, I think it's very important to a lot of people. I listened to uh, the, sh- the one show we did with uh, Will the Thrill uh, way back when, uh, maybe about uh, four years ago, uh, and he was in competition for the WPT Player of the Year. And and I asked him, you know, how important that was to him. Is it, it the was money very important. It was very important to him because he said, "That's forever, man. That's forever." <laughs> he goes, "You get your name on that trophy." He goes, nobody's going to question what tournament you won or came in second in. They just know that that's forever. <laughs> Which, uh, that's you know. it. And he told us here that he, he plays for trophies. He plays for trophies, you know, that uh, he doesn't make deals because he wants trophies. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that kind of rounded out the year. And, of course, we've got a lot of stuff going here early in the year. Uh, locally here in South Florida, uh, the return of the Isle Classic, which uh, the Isle uh, dropped last year uh, because of some competitive issues with the Hard Rock and uh, the timing just wasn't right. So they dropped that tournament. This year they brought it back. And uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, the trend that we've seen uh, at the Isle is to kind of cater to the smaller player. And uh, we're really seeing that in this event. Uh, there's actually a tournament that you can buy in for $60 with a 20000 guarantee. Which I may play in. <laughs> that's 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 my style. Sixty bucks. Oh wow! So, yeah, sixty bucks for twenty k. That's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a. Ooh, I take that back. It's a fifty thousand guarantee. It's even better. For sixty. For sixty bucks. How many? How there many day are, ones? Let's see. About fifteen. Four, five, <laughs> nine. There's nine. Nine of them. Nine. Okay. Three each day. Uh, it's the uh, January twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, three uh, opening sessions on each day, 11, 3, and 7 p.m. So uh, 60 bucks to buy in. There also is a tournament coming up uh, that starts tomorrow, Thursday the 5th, which is a 360 buy-in with a 100,000 guarantee. And then the main event of that one is a 100,000 guarantee with a $150 buy-in. So that's kind of like weird for a main event, I guess. Yeah, I'm so kind of the main event, really, I guess, would be the 360. But you look down the list in here, and there's a, actually a $40 tournament that you can buy in at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, January 17th, with a 10000 guarantee. Yeah, well, listen, a lot of the places are doing that. Coconut Creek has also done that. The Hard Rock, uh, trying to draw these tournament players. Uh, we had started to do something like this uh, a couple of months ago. At, at Dania? Uh, at Dania, and... Uh, we were doing quite well with it until our, our our competitors started undercutting the price of this and uh, running it over a longer period of time and stuff like this because, you know, we we really don't – right now we're not really doing the um, the, the multi-day tournaments. It's right. a one-day finish, so uh, – Get done, get out of there. Yeah, and, and we've actually – Turn to something that has been quite successful for us uh, doing free rolls over there on Mondays and Wednesdays now okay. that are, have been very big. Free so roll on Wednesday? Didn't they have like a fifty dollar tournament? Or no, no, it was Mondays that we had uh, the the one thirty six k guarantee. You know, now when you hear this, but it's again, it's one day. Uh, now we're doing a free roll uh, three thousand winner takes all purse on on free roll on Mondays and a four thousand guarantee. Where the winner takes two thousand of that. Okay. So it's been very successful in the free roll uh, thing there. So. You and, you, and you you notice uh, that you have a lot of regulars there, the same people play. Yeah. All the well, what's happened is we keep getting we keep getting um, you know new players obviously because of the free roll, and this month we started with the five hundred every fifteen minute high hand that starts at five o'clock. Okay. Monday through Friday. So. Uh, you know, Monday was the first day that took effect, and we actually did see a big difference in the room. So uh, I've been off for the last two days, so I don't know what the effect's been over there, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's moving along and trying to help our numbers grow. As you know, Dania, unfortunately, is at the bottom, but working very hard to try to get back up on top. Well, I went to uh, by the Hard Rock. Uh, they had a, turn, a little tournament called the Toys in the Sun uh 
No, Fun in the Sun, not Toys in the Sun, Fun in the Sun uh, tournament uh, from uh, the day after Christmas through the 30th. And in their main event there, it was a 560 buy-in. And uh, I wasn't planning really on going over. I kind of had kept an eye on who was playing and who was doing well. And I noticed that uh, Jeff Fogel, who uh, I don't know if you've heard of Jeff, but Jeff is a, uh, a fellow with uh, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, they did a uh, video feature on him that uh, the guy actually made a short film about him. He's good friends with Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat, and he's raised a lot of money for uh, charity for ALS. And he's in a wheelchair, and uh, he's unable to move his arms, so he has someone help him. And some of our good friends like uh, uh, Michael Moed, Steve Karp, uh, Matt Waxman have served as kind of his uh, helping hands his there hands, at, yeah. at the table. He had someone else there for the tournament, but he made the final table and uh, was actually second in chips and uh, eventually got knocked out in ninth place on the final table, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to do a story about him uh, for uh, Annie Up Magazine that I write for and probably will do so one in the future, but uh, kind of always pulling for him. He, last year at the Colossus, the first year of the Colossus, which had 22,000-plus players, he finished 164th or something like that, which, which is amazing. pretty amazing. Navigation to 22,000-plus people. But he's obviously a very good player. He got knocked out on a really tough hand where uh, I think I – did I tell you about it on the phone? I no, no. I guess I didn't. Uh, uh, me and remembering hands here, this is, this is great stuff. <laughs> not, not, not your biggest <laughs> suit there, Big Dave. I know the guy he went head-to-head with had pocket fours, and there was a four on the flop. Uh, Jeff uh, – Turned the flush, uh, so he had the flush, went all in, and uh, the guy paired the river, board river on the, the river, full house. Yeah. so uh, got the full house fours and sixes to to knock him out. But if he would have won that hand, he would have been the chip leader, may have gone on to win the tournament. So it's always kind of tough on that. But uh, So anyway, that was over at the Hard Rock. Of course, the Hard Rock is uh, starting up with their uh, Lucky Hearts tournament on January 12th. Uh, but if you're looking uh, nationally at some other things, uh, we are looking at the Isle Tournament starting up tomorrow on January 5th. They did have one small tournament earlier, but that's the tomorrow through the 12th. And if you're looking more on a national or international basis, big tournaments in the Bahamas um, used to be called, obviously, the PCA, the, Pariv- the uh, Caribbean Adventure. Now it's called the Poker Stars Championship Bahamas. It's at the Atlantis, and that kicks off uh, on Friday, actually. Uh, so a lot of players uh, internationally will be coming into that one. Also, the Aussie Million starts up on January 11th, so that will draw big players from around the world, a lot of American players going over there to play this year. And the L.A. Poker Classic starts on January 13th for the WPT, and then later in the month there will be the Borgata Winter Poker Open in Atlantic City. So all kinds of stuff here. Of course, the circuit will be kicking off with some of their events, Heartland Poker Tour, and uh, be another great year of poker uh, all around the world. Yeah, not to mention right around the corner next month, uh, we have the WSOP circuit event down here in South Florida at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. And uh, it just never stops now. It doesn't. Remember when we used to start seven years ago, we'd be talking about this one big tournament coming up. You know, you had the WSOP, and then every now and then a big one here, big one there. Now it's every every month there's two or three big tournaments. Yeah, which which is a good thing, I think. It is. I was afraid, you know... It would saturate the market and uh, actually suffer because, you know, players have to kind of choose uh, where they go and, uh, you know, travel arrangements. And I thought it, it would affect the bottom line of some of these uh, poker rooms. And But, you know, they've moved on. Yeah, they, they, they tweak the formula to get it to work however they have to. Okay. Uh, so that's what's coming up. Obviously, we'll work in some guests here and there, and uh, i got a couple of books I'm looking at uh, to get some authors on for some interesting writing, and we'll, of course, jump back to our magazine. There's lots of talk that uh, Poker Central might be shutting down. I guess that they're shutting down their... Uh, they're basically their TV productions, and they're going to concentrate more on their digital uh, footprint. So we'll have some more information about that. Our friend Donnie Peters, who was on the show last year, uh, actually left Poker News to go to Poker Central, and so, uh, you know, I hope that uh, he hangs on to his job and everything, and we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, um, you know, a lot of the things that you would hope really take off in the world of poker really, uh, I don't want to say underfunded, but, uh, you know, there's lots of uh, saturation in the market for different things, and, and some of this TV coverage really hasn't caught on. And you know why. Uh, you you personally don't like to watch it yourself that much. Yeah, well, you know, they have to tweak that formula. Now, you know, 
maybe the reason they haven't tweaked it is because of the dollar amounts and obviously with online not being legal in, in the United States and losing all those advertising dollars and money that, you know, the the big online sites targeted years ago, you know, for commercials and for different TV productions, you know, it's no longer there. So, you know, a lot of things have gone by the wayside because of that, and, you know, the lack of funding for, for these shows. So right. let's see. Let's see what happens. I mean, for me, as I've told you, I know you enjoy it. My brother enjoys watching it one whole day, watching the whole thing, not staying in the complete dark about it, not reading up on anything. But what I've enjoyed has been the main event final tables, knowing that it's only a 30-minute delay and, you know, you, you have that feel of watching it live. It's you know it's exciting knowing the cards and and the GPI with the cube I think has come up with an idea of what I think the future is for poker TV is is to do something like that on final tables insulate the players somewhere see it that everybody can see their cards and and no time can they have inter- any interactions with with friends people or family on outside, and right. people on the outside right. that to me would make for exciting TV right. Well, we'll see. Uh, obviously, everything is getting tweaked here and there, and things are improving. Some things are getting worse, uh, but we'll uh, we'll certainly uh, cover it well, and talk about it from week to week. Look at it this way, Dave. As long as the game of poker doesn't die, sooner or later somebody will figure it out. Right, exactly. Okay, let's take an early break here in the show. We'll talk, get into our discussion about uh, the PPC, the Players Poker Championship, uh, hold their tournament in Aruba every year. We'll talk about our association with them and what we know on the situation there. Uh, it's not good. Uh, a lot of disappointment coming out of this, and uh, we'll have a big discussion about it. Uh, Joe has worked for them. I have worked for them a little bit. Uh, we certainly have had them on as guests many, many times, and uh, certainly it's not a good uh, situation in the poker world right now. But we'll take a break here on the program. We'll get back and talk on that in just a minute. But uh, first, let's tell you about Gulfstream Park, which, of course, is located in the southern part of Broward County and in Hallandale Beach. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway, uh, right on uh, Federal Highway and Hallandale Beach Boulevard. Uh, the big race coming up later in the month, of course, uh, used to be the biggest thing was the Florida Derby in April. But now they have a race here on January 28th called the Pegasus World Cup. And it will feature uh, 12 horses, 12 of the best horses in the world, a thousand, or excuse me, a million dollar entry fee. So a $12 million prize purse for this one uh, should be great. It's on February, or January, excuse me, January 28th at Gulfstream Park. And I haven't confirmed this yet, but I've had three different people tell me that because of that, that, that race on the 28th, the poker room will be closed that Saturday. No kidding. That's what I was told. Hmm. I'm trying to get that confirmed. I got heard it just a couple of days ago. And I haven't had a chance to reach out there to Scott. I wonder why. Well, because they need the space to do all. I do mean, what? They're doing a whole bunch of stuff there. Oh, okay. and well, I'll find you out. Know, they're selling seats for a, a premium price over there in the, in the, in the, uh, for, that, for that event. Okay, so I can imagine. I'll find out a little more about it, report it to you next week. But uh, uh, it's our regular place to play poker. Well, not Joe so much because he's working now. But uh, uh, Well, I can still play there. You can still play there. I, I can't, can't play, play a Dania, yeah. but yeah. I can still play at Gulf Street. Exactly. 20 tables in the uh, back of the, of the Finish Line Casino. Uh, check it out just off the breezeway there. Beautiful place. Uh, nice place to, to play. Good experience. And uh, you certainly will enjoy yourself if you head on over there. Uh, the racing season continues right now. Wednesday through Sundays uh, is, is the regular racing. Uh, best trainers, best jockeys, best horses in the world there for the entire winter into April. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's located, once again, 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach. If you want any information about the poker room, give them a call at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. I don't believe it. My savings are gone. They're gone. You're kidding. 
Nope, they're gone. They're gone, gone. Okay, all right. Think about it. Where did you have them last? I remember I was home, then I took them, and then I spent them on that vacation to Aruba. Then I bought this miniature suit of armor I saw in the in-flight magazine. And that's the last you saw of your savings? Yes. This is so weird. I know, right? Weird? Uh, not really. Not saving now means no money later. You'd be surprised how quickly a little money from every paycheck can really add up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. The armor is cool, though. Oops. I think I broke its gauntlet. You broke my favorite part. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Okay, welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here on Poker Action Line. And uh, we're going to discuss the uh, PPC Aruba, PPC Poker Tour, which is operated out of here, out of South Florida. It's been around, uh, I guess this was their fifth season. Or no, they've been four, four years, uh, right. fifth season coming up. Uh, and they had, uh, they continued to grow, Joe, over the years, as you know. Uh, you worked for them a little bit this year. Years ago, I, I did a couple of tournaments for them. I traveled over to Tampa for one and and uh, never had a problem. Uh, nice guys, Sandy Swartzbaugh and Brian Olton. And they, of course, have been on the program many times. A uh, young, growing tour that was kind of filling a nice niche. Uh, for it really was. For people who wanted to play poker in tournaments but really didn't uh, either have the skill or, or more importantly, didn't have the money the to play in the big-name na- yeah, big they, they, uh, tournaments, you know, and play up against uh, big-name pros that would come into the Hard Rock for those annual tournaments. Uh, nice poker rooms, you know, Tampa Bay Downs, the Silks Poker Room. Uh, down here in South Florida, they had one at Dania. They had one at uh, Miami High Life, Fort Pierce, uh, Daytona, Magic, several tournaments. Magic City Magic had, City one, had one one year. Uh, you know, and then they started spreading out a little bit. Foxwoods, uh, Maryland Live, good Once friends Mike with Mike Smith, Smith and uh, you know, they, obviously the Isle Casino had had several. And they actually had a tournament scheduled uh, January third through the ninth, which uh, was canceled. Uh, it started coming out, and this was right after I did my last live show. It was the show we did with Bernard Lee right before Christmas? I had not heard about it until after I went home that night and. Uh, Got an email from a friend that said, you know, what do you think about this? I didn't hear you talk about it, and I didn't really know about it. And then we had taped a best-of show because of uh, holiday season and uh, didn't have the availability of the studio, and uh, we were all busy with uh, family stuff and vacations. This is our first show of the year, and obviously after hearing all the news. Yeah, this is our first show since December 21st. So this all started coming out, I guess, mid-December that some of the players hadn't been paid from the Aruba tournament, which was held the first week in uh, November. Yeah, and that, and, you know, and, and you told me something even more disturbing, believe it or not, before that, and I didn't know. And remember, I represented them in August at Daytona for one day at Magic City. Then I went back-to-back weeks at Council And that was October Bluff. or, no, or earlier that was in the year? August, August, in August, I was in, Dayto- okay. uh, in Daytona, and that was in the beginning part of August. Uh, where I met the previous year's winner, uh, Vincent Fiorenza, I believe. Fiorenza. Fiorenza, Fiorenza. Right. okay. I met him and his mother. Um, you know, it was a great story because he accompanied his mother who won a package and he decided to enter and he took down the, the Aruba tournament the year before. And just getting back real quick to what you'd mentioned, that he, he you know, didn't get paid. Right didn't away. get paid all his money until about four months afterwards. Yeah, it took about four months. And nothing. I, I hadn't heard anything about that, or else it would have been an issue that we definitely would have addressed. Um, you know, but again, I worked for them in Daytona. I represented them in Daytona. I stepped in for Brian at Magic City one day for him. That he asked me if I'd be kind enough to go down since I live very close to Magic City. Then they sent me to Council Bluff, Iowa, following week, right to Kansas City, both Harris properties. Right. And I was invited to go to Aruba. Uh, but I and had, that was in August also? That was, no, the, the Council Bluff uh, was uh, September 18th, and at all, I, I was, there, I was out, of the, out of the city from the 18th through October for, uh, 3rd. Okay. Uh, you know, because it was back-to-back weeks, so I, just, I didn't fly home. I just 
flew from, from Council one to the Bluff other. So you're gone for a Kansas couple of weeks. City. So I was gone for a few weeks. Well, just to clarify, uh, it's, there's some inconsistent reports about how long it took Vincent Fiorenza to get paid, but someone said it was around $20,000 of his prize money, and it took about two months. So uh, at least you know, two months. I but you're still on I got to meet Vincent, but no, it's, it, 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 you know, first of all, you know, you play in a poker tournament, you win the tournament, you expect to get paid. I was there the year before that, you know, representing them down there in Aruba, setting up for them. And, and they paid right out of the cage, or yeah. these guys handled well, the payments what themselves? Well, what I was told was, obviously, you know, you're not going to come back with, you know, $100,000 in cash, you know, obviously going through customs. So people were paid, I believe it was $10,000 in cash, and the rest of the money was to be wired within a week into your account. And I had never you heard, hadn't heard of any problems. I had never heard of anyone ever having a problem. Their tour kept growing year after year. You know, we know that. We we, we, we sat here and talked about their first world championship that, it, you know, had something like 30 or 40 people in it only when they expected, you know, obviously something in the hundreds. They didn't get that. You know, it, it, the tournament could have died back then, Dave, and it didn't. You know, Brian and Sandy worked very hard to get it up there. Nothing but positive results right. from, from the places that I went to representing them. Well, Vincent supposedly never told anybody that it took him a while to get paid, which some people are holding that against him, uh, saying that if he had been more forthcoming that maybe some of this would have been prevented. But apparently he you know, he got paid. Things moved on this year. They had more tournaments than ever. I think they had like 30 events in 10 states. Of course, had the... Uh, the prize pool in the Aruba main event was over half a million dollars. So they're growing, they're getting bigger and bigger. And apparently, right around September was when there started to be some problems. Uh, we knew a fellow, Mark Hoke, uh, who has his own uh, radio show out in Las Vegas, uh, was hired by them. And it's a job that I you know, certainly would have considered if it had been offered to me. And, of course, now I'm glad that it, that it wasn't. But uh, supposedly, uh, Mark Hoke hasn't been paid since September. There's a few other people that were owed money. And some of the people who traveled to Aruba that won packages were supposed to be reimbursed for their travel as, as part of their prize didn't get that some of that money. So uh, it seemed to be a little bit of a problem coming down the year. You didn't notice any problems in uh, Kansas City or or Council Bluffs, Iowa, in the, of the tournaments you were at, people uh, weren't voicing any concerns about getting none, paid. None whatsoever, and we you know we we had a couple of you know big big uh, you know people who had finished third in the main event playing in the PPC uh, event over there. People looking forward to it. A gentleman uh, who you know I've, I've become good friends with, uh, who lives in California, Whit Brayton, who took an event, took one of the smaller events in, in Aruba down there, you know kept telling me how how much he was looking forward to it because he had been there the year before and was trying to win a package and, you know, met him in Council Bluff. Then he, you know, traveled with his with his wife to, uh, to Kansas City. You know, real nice people. Let me tell you, like you said, this tour is for the, you know, down to earth. You know, you're, you're not looking at, quote, superstars, people who are, you know, have the ego that they have to that they have to you know stroke there. So I didn't run into anything. I mean, I was you know I was paid. You know, they handled the travel expenses for me. I was paid when I got back. I didn't have any issues. And you were mentioning Mark Hoke, who who does the blogging for them and has done a tremendous job. And I've had the pleasure of working with Mark at, at a bunch of these places. Um, you know, and I spoke to Mark. I reached out to Mark after you and I spoke. Right. Um, he, you know, didn't answer the phone the first time, left him a message. He got back to me, and uh, we spoke for a while, and he has not been paid or reimbursed. Since September or something. something. like that. You know, I remember he, we were talking about he had just gotten their contract, and, you know, he's he's under orders from his attorney not to make any public statement until uh, PPC is in breach of his contract. Okay. Well, let's let's advance the story a little bit because uh, apparently he started having a few problems, but uh, really kind of all came to head with the Aruba tournament, which was uh, uh, the main event was uh, November 5th through the 7th. As mentioned, half a million dollar prize pool. Uh, actually, 544,000 or something like that. So now we're stepping up in a level, some of the big tournaments that they had. Uh, and people said that uh, uh, people that were supposed to be reimbursed for their travel expenses were not paid. Uh, that what they did at the tournament is, like you said, and this is, of course, being in Aruba, they can't 
bring a lot of money back into the country. So they paid everybody at the final table 10k. Uh, the winner, I guess, was first prize. What was the first prize? About 160. Okay, about 160,000. Like so that was the thought again that they would be paid back uh, by wire in, mm-hmm. within a week or so. So a week goes by, a couple weeks go by, and all of a sudden these guys aren't getting paid. So uh, there's uh, all of a sudden uh, someone who was not involved with the group uh, came out on the two plus two forum and, and stated. You know, what has happened? That the players were complaining, they weren't getting paid. And worse than that, when they tried to get in touch with uh, Brian and Sandy, uh, you know, after a few excuses about not getting paid, they were avoiding their phone calls. They took down their Twitter account and other social media accounts, and nobody could get a hold of them to find out what the true story was. So now uh, you wonder, uh, you know, People that are innocent are going to defend themselves if there's not really a problem. Maybe they made a few mistakes. And for and, and background, these guys are great guys. You know, we've known them for many years. Uh, you know, seem to have a pretty solid business model. You know, of course, we don't know the inner workings of the tour, but supposedly, uh, you know, added more and more tournaments. Everybody they approached, not everybody, but people they approached to run tournaments. Uh, you know, with reputable. Uh, rooms with great, uh, great solid reputations would add them uh, to events, and so you got to figure that everything's on the up and up, and people are going to get paid. Maybe there was some problems, and who knows, uh, you know, what their personal lives are like. Whether they thought maybe this would go on forever, and uh, you know, the word Ponzi scheme has been thrown around in this situation because uh, certainly the prize money that comes in is not does not belong to them. It should be on the premises. Somewhat, uh, you know. I listen for you. You know, paid out some, by the room for or whatever. someone who has brought them back checks from some of these, uh, you know, uh, poker rooms that I've, you know, gone to represent them in. You know, remember for those out there who don't know the the, the uniqueness of the PPC tour was twenty percent of the prize pool was held back for those packages right. that brought you into into. The bigger ones brought you into the main event buy-in, you know, gave you hotel, air travel, buy-ins into smaller events, you know, during the week at Aruba. So, you know, every time they did one of these tournaments, you know, it was 15, 20,000, 15, 20, 30,000, 40,000, you know, uh, the aisle here, which Mike Smith ran very successfully and and, start, and helped the PPC people before he went to Maryland Live and helped them there. Stan Strickland here has continued their their association with PPC uh, until this happened. until until right now exactly. So you know the Isle was their home base poker room, so to right. speak, and you know they did quite well there. You know people loved it. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, it was a very unique idea, Dave. We we both championed it. You know when it first yeah. came out with it. And we weren't sure if it was going to succeed. And and they worked very hard to get it to succeed. I remember me selling that point because I enjoyed the idea of coming in first, second, or third in a tournament, not only winning a very nice cash prize, but now winning their their big package was a $5,000 Aruba package, which got you into a quarter of a million. Then it went up to half a million this year, guarantee. So let me tell you, I I loved it. I loved it. People who, who put on their, their tournament enjoyed it the way they everything was represented mark coke did a great job blogging this and getting the information out there he was a hard-working man uh you know i can attest to that watching him there he didn't stop and it's a real shame dave I yeah, mean, it is a shame. and and guess what you 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 know i'd like to tell our listeners you actually got to speak to brian for a short period yeah i did and i'll get to that in a minute but uh uh I'm I'm real unc- well look, I'm really con- uncomfortable uncomfortable with the uh, term Ponzi scheme being tossed around by people who really don't know the law. I'm not a legal maven, but it would seem to me that business and life a lot of it is somewhat uh you know reminiscent of true Ponzi schemes in the fact that as more money comes in you're paying off the bills from previous events and stuff like that. Now, this is different because this is prize money for an event that should not be used to pay off previous winners and that sort of thing. That's absolutely wrong. You know, there's no question about that. So anyway, the word starts getting out in early December. It's it's broken out on the uh, the two plus two forum, and there's a lot of discussion. And uh, as it turns out, the uh, the rooms that found out about this that were attached to them have severed all ties. The Isle Casino. In Pompano Beach, uh, the Silks Poker Room in uh, at Tampa Bay Downs, up in the 
in Oldsmar, Tampa Bay area, and uh, Maryland Live in uh, the Baltimore area, Baltimore, Washington, and D.C. That's area. That's the Holy Trinity for the PPC because Patrick right. Murphy in Tampa was probably the person who who organized these two guys and, and led them well, down. I think came up with the original down, idea yeah, for the tour. Led them down the path. That that Brian and, and and Sandy followed, okay, and the good he path. was an art exactly the good path. You know, Mike Smith originally at the Isle as their poker room manager, you know, helped them succeed. You know, listen, in all fairness, Mike Smith was their tournament director down in Aruba. Yeah, yeah. You know, and my, you know, I had the pleasure of working under Mike Smith, and um, you know, so you know, there was a champion when Stan Strickland took over at the Isle. You know, I think there was a little bit of a rocky road with the new transition into new management, but apparently everything worked out quite well, and they were doing the same business, if not even better, than when Mike was there. And then Mike, you know, allowed them to go up to Maryland Live and, and opened up a whole new area to the PPC Poker Tour. So those three people were, you know, Mike Smith, you know, Patrick, these people were instrumental in getting this tournament to the states that it got to, Dave. Well, there's no question that uh, everybody's reputation is on the line here, and that's the problem with the whole thing. If there is a problem financially, uh, maybe some mismanagement that could be overcome uh, by getting bailed out by investors or whatever, then you at least got to stand up and, and, and let people know that your intentions are good. Uh, instead, these guys have basically run the other way. Now, I did talk with Brian uh, uh, yesterday afternoon, called him uh, and uh, left a message, and I called, and I actually he answered the phone, which surprised me because I most people have not been able to get a hold of them. He told me that, honestly, he could not comment because of the his attorney had advised him not to speak of it at all. Uh, seems to me that, uh, you know, at least people that you know and are friends of yours, if you tell them, we're not trying to steal anybody's money, and we're going to make this good, and we're going to proceed with the tour. If that's the case, then you stand up and, you, and, you, and you're in public. But when you take down your social media sites, your website uh, is all of a sudden a blank page uh, with, with, with more details coming about the tour in January. Uh, and all the tournaments you've heard have been canceled. Uh, players that they sponsored, basically, uh, Ronnie Barda, uh, several uh, tournament players over the years have, have worn their patches and, and represented them. Mark Kroon, uh, Chris Fox Wallace, some uh, well-known names are, are very upset because, uh, you know, their reputations Ronnie are online, too. Didn't Ronnie put out a tweet? Or Ronnie something? did put out a tweet. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, he tweeted this last week in very heartfelt uh, uh, statement that he made on Twitter. Uh, let's see if I got it here. Uh, he says, uh, this was his quote on Twitter, As an active ambassador of PPC Aruba, I was both angered and disappointed to learn that PPC operators allegedly failed to honor financial obligations to certain players and staff. Effective immediately, I have terminated my sponsorship arrangement with the group and have been actively seeking answers from Sandy Schwartzbaugh and his team in an effort to help those who were negatively impacted get answers and resolutions they deserve. I will do everything in my power to ensure that everyone who is owed money by PPC operators gets paid in full. I apologize to those who trusted in me as an ambassador of the Aruba event and were adversely affected as a result. I genuinely believed I was endorsing an honest product at a destination I love and can't help but feel responsible for the final product. Going forward, I strongly advise anyone who might have ongoing business relations with this group to take a step back and review the current status of your affairs. Should any unpaid players or staff wish to pursue legal action against the PPC and its operators or simply wish to discuss the situation further, I'm at your full disposal. Please do not hesitate to reach out. I'll do whatever I can to help. Wow. You know, that's a very powerful statement that he made there. And like you said, if if you are completely innocent, you know, you're standing up on, on as they say, on, on that soapbox and, and, and shouting to the world that you're an innocent man. And... Again, hard for me to say these words with the way I've been treated by, by this organization. But these are monies that were put aside for this. You know, it's not like they promised the world and then all of a sudden, you know, they couldn't come. No, they, they, they you know, the, the travel expenses, everything in these packages, you know, for people who aren't familiar with this, was taken care of. I've, I've personally handled the checks that were, you know, signed off to the PPC organization 
that went, those were players' packages. The players' money was actually being given to these people, and out of that comes the prize pool. So all that money was up front, okay? And we do know that they took on a venture of, uh, of running the poker room down in Aruba at the Hilton, you know, where the event is held. You know, I don't know if it's cost them money because of whatever guarantees they may have given out there. But they need to they need to stand up. First and foremost, the players needed to get paid. Right. You know, that, that yeah, I can understand. Let me tell you something. I can understand it's happening companies here with all good intentions that the employees haven't gotten paid. But the participants, the poker players, needed to get paid. Right. First and foremost... End of conversation. Well, we know that there's lots of people who have been paid. Uh, as late as uh, November 21st, Sandy had sent out an email uh, talking about uh, the tour going to 50 stops next year and 100 the year after, looking for a high-end sponsor and a second level of funding to get things uh, uh, to take, take it to the next level. Uh, you know, it's, it's said they're also offering 50% equity in the PPC for new investors. And uh, so they continued to promote uh, this at the same time, have, two weeks haven't gone by, have gone by that they hadn't paid the players. It sounds like they were looking for money to pay these players. Exactly. And this and is where keep the a lid, And keep a kind of lid on, on everything so they could figure this out. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's the only, that's the only you know, logical conclusion that you can come up with. Right. Uh, supposedly, or in early December, when the when the proverbial caca starts hitting the fan, <laughs> uh, they disappeared after the opening uh, statements at the tournament in Maryland Live, and just basically disappeared from the scene and never to be uh, heard from again from a lot of these players. Yeah, and that's their tournament, their champion of champions, that's their champ- tournament of champions, tournament correct. of champions. Okay, and um, you know. Uh, I don't know if it was you who told me this, Dave, but that Mike Smith had to have smelled something because he kept uh, the package money for his people out of Maryland Live. Because remember, people were awarded packages in Aruba this year. Right. Yeah, they were still awarding packages for next, you know, for this year, for 2017 and in October, November, when they go quote they were going back to Aruba. So that money is gone. Not to mention the money that the people haven't been paid for the tournament. Well, here's what's happened since then. Basically, uh, they haven't responded to a lot of people. They took down their social media. They've uh, not taken people's phone calls. So uh, that sort of behavior just makes you figure, you know, that there must be some guilt involved here. I don't know what they've been told by their lawyers, but you kind of... uh, Once your biggest supporters, like I said (laughs) a little earlier, once, once the, you know, Patrick Murphy, Mike Smith, and the aisle... You know, turn their back on you. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty much on an island all by yourself now. Well, what's happened is uh, three of the players, or four of the players, I guess that that uh, were not paid and made the final six, uh, have hired a lawyer, Max Mac Verstandig, uh, that's pretty well known in the poker community, and uh, accused them of operating a Ponzi scheme and uh, you know t- having an insufficient flow of new monies. Uh, to uh, to pay off their previous ones. Uh, there's lots of uh, accusations here, and uh, obviously they've taken this uh, this situation to uh, to a legal co- uh, conclusion. Uh, and Brian and Sandy have both been uh, named as defendants in the case, so it's it's moving on here. Um, they said that uh, Sandy sent out an email on December 24th to three of the players saying uh, the following. We are reaching out one last time with the hope you guys will consider our payout offer. As we've expressed, if if you three will accept the terms, we are confident we can get the remaining players on board to get paid out as well. We sincerely ask you to consider this one more time. If so, our group is confident we can get everyone paid in a timely manner and move forward with the operation of the PPC Poker Tour. We apologize again for the delay and hope you'll reconsider. Uh, they also uh, uh, asked the players uh, to uh, sign a gag order to refrain from being sued against or otherwise disparaging PVC during the pendency of such an arrangement. So that uh, makes you go, wow, as well. Well, what kind of, well, first, my, my, one, my one and only question is, except what? I, I'm supposed to be getting paid X amount of dollars, right. period. 
Well, let's go back to that. Uh, you know, what happens at poker tournaments that you've been involved in at, at your place? Uh, you know, rooms have a cage in there in there handle the money and take exactly. it to be played. So it should go through uh, the poker room that the site is at. Uh, that money should not be touched. You, obviously, you have a rake there, uh, and you have certain funds that uh, to reimburse uh, or to uh, pay. Uh, dealers and that sort of thing, tips, and, and there's a certain amount that's slated for the uh, facility. Uh, now, the facility has obviously paid these guys money up front to host the tournament there, and there's been money coming in on that, but as far as the players' funds, when they pay for a tournament, what is the proper procedure to hang on to uh, that sort of money and well, pay it, then well, pay it back out? you know, here in the United States, and in, I would imagine in every poker room across the, 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 the world, um, the money goes into the cashier cage. You know, obviously, you're you're giving out receipts for players as they're getting assigned a table and a seat number. So when registration locks, okay, well, we had, you know, simple number. A thousand players have entered. They have paid a total of, you know, let's say $1,000 plus the fee. $1,000 the actual tournament charge, okay, so that leaves, that means you have a million dollars sitting in the cage, okay? Then according to however, you know, your, your room, according with, the, with their state laws as to your internal controls and everything else, you know, you know, a thousand players, well, a hundred are going to get paid. Top 100 players get paid, and there's a percentage scale, you know, from 100 all the way up to number one, Okay. Your million dollars is there. Then the the artist's task of putting those into, <laughs> like, what we do, you know, um, I would imagine the WSOP just knows the numbers and they have it out there. But let me tell you, it it is it does become a little bit, uh, you know, workload heavy when you have that much money and you have to kind of separate it. Okay, well, you know, 100th, you know, from 91 to 100, all of them get paid let's say $2,200, so you have to separate $2,200, and from uh, 90 to 82, get paid X amount of dollars, and you've got to go through all this process. But the money always stays in one place. The difference with the PPC tour, as opposed to any of this, is the money has been paid out over the course of the whole year. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Isle just canceled their, their January 3rd through the, whatever ninth. it was, through the ninth tournament that they were going to have. But think about it. If that tournament had gone on, at the end of the ninth, you know, uh, the Isle cuts PPC a check. Because, see, they've taken in that money. They follow the procedures that, that are in their internal controls. They follow the procedures. They've taken that money. They've distributed the money to the, uh, to the prize winners. And as it is in the PPC case, 20% of the prize pool is withheld for packages. Uh, as those players earn those packages, because that was part of my job, I would explain to them what package they won, what they could get, who they had to contact. You know, Bridget Stein was their travel agency lady, okay? Uh, you know, give them the, the, the flyer. Here's Bridget's number. Give me your email. I took all, you know, that was part of my job as an ambassador for them taking all this information of the winners, forwarding that. I would always take a picture of it. As a matter of fact, I have them on my phone. Take a picture of it, send it to Brian or Sandy. They would get that email address to these people, and I always informed the winners of these packages. If you don't receive an email in two or three days, here's the phone number. Here's the phone number for you to call Bridget. So 20% was always given right up front to Brian and Sandy. So it was their responsibility to hold on to that money, or or as what should have been the case, that money should have been put into escrow, plain and simple. Right. Well, we need to take a break in the program, and we'll finish up when we come back. I kind of want to take a look at uh, what the possibilities are here. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, I have, since I talked with Brian, I did offer him a spot on the show. Uh, I told him as a friend for a long time, I felt that they uh, should have a chance to tell their side of the story. And I offered them a chance to come on the show at any time to do so. 
Uh, not that uh, you know people are turning to this show to find out what's going to happen or anything, but obviously uh, since we have been involved, I did receive a couple of uh, emails and tweets of people asking what my thoughts were on the event and uh, and the events of Jan- of uh, November well, and December here. We've been back. We've, we've been it. big supporters of them since the start of the tour. So you know, it's what else? What else? What else can you know? Can we do but to try to answer this? So. Well, we'll take a look uh, at what we think. Uh, there was one, you know, obviously most of this has come out on the 2 plus 2 forum, which you have to take with a grain of salt, obviously. Uh, it's a lot of people that are, uh, you know, angry. Well, yeah, and, bitter, uh, bitter and, about and hide, a lot of different Hiding behind uh, but, but the anonymity no of the whole situation. Yes. But there's no denying, though, that something has right, gone right. terribly wrong, and they have not uh, stood up and and been held held themselves accountable for it. So that's very disappointing and sad, in my opinion. And uh, you know, we'll find out more as we go along. And obviously, we'll be talking about this for weeks to come uh, here and there. But uh, I wanted to uh, uh, really put it uh, on the line on one show, since we have been involved with them over the years, both of you and, and it, I. And it's heartbreaking and it's for itself. me, to be honest with you. I've yes, I've been in Brian's home, you know. Uh, to drop off one of these these said checks that I've received, um, you know, from 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 me representing them at these casinos and at these poker rooms. Okay, so it is heartbreaking. Yeah. I re- I genuinely really like Brian and Sandy, and and I've been treated great. I've got to travel because of them, and it hurts a little bit, you know, because you know, I, again, I'm, I'm my name is nothing. <laughs> it, yeah. Other than, than to be a poker room manager, but I represented them. I spoke very well of them to a lot of people. And, you know, if this has gone the way I believe it's heading, you know, I, I personally would like to issue my apologies, you know, if, well, if anything. Let, let's face it. We're all affected by this, obviously, that had anything to do with them. And uh, we'll finish up when we come back. But I just wanted to mention real briefly that the, the 2 plus 2 forum, while it, most of the things there is a lot of truth in that, you have to also look at, uh, you know, uh, the people have their own agendas and that sort of thing. So you have to kind of wonder some of the things. In fact, uh, just a perfect example is someone brought up the fact that, that Brian's father had killed his mother. Uh, a few years ago, and that was big news uh, around the uh, Isle Casino that his uh, father went to jail for murdering his mother. And people like tried to work that into uh, his character and that sort of thing, which I well, thought has was very nothing unfortunate. to do with That's anything. very unfortunate. Has absolutely nothing to do with anything what his father right. did. Sure. You know, so, you know, but like you said, on two plus two and you have uh, you know no one sees your face no one knows your name yeah. for real you can say whatever you want yeah exactly okay let's take this break in the show uh, we'll tell you one more time about Gulfstream Park getting ready for their preparations for the Pegasus World Cup on January 28th that's uh, taking a lot of their focus right now we'll get some information on how the poker room is affected uh, by that event but uh, still racing goes on on a weekly basis Wednesdays through Sundays they have breakfast at Gulfstream on Saturday morning very interesting uh, situation where you can take the family, go have a brunch, and uh, get some tram rides around the track, see what happens on the backside and some of the things behind the racing uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, and it's really a lot of fun. Uh, that will be going on several Saturdays, except for some of the big days and the, some of the big uh, stakes race days. That they So check the uh, website for more information, golfstreampark.com. But uh, poker is a big part of the uh, the scene for us there. Poker Room, uh, run by Scott Poole, in the uh, back of the first floor, Finish Line Casino, 20 tables, and uh, open 24 hours a day on the weekends, uh, 16 hours, I guess, uh, during the week, uh, so it's it's closed a little bit in the wee hours of the morning during the week, but uh, you can get a game there pretty much any time, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, they got to close for six hours during the week, yeah, that's exactly. it. I guess it's 18 hours. 18 hours a day. Hours a day. Anyway, uh, on the weekends, they are open 24 hours a day, so... Uh, check it out. Give them a call over there at 954-457-6336. If you need any information, that's 954-457-6336. Or go to their website at golfstreampark.com. Uh, all the great things associated with racing, including like a rainbow pick five that has big jackpot from time to time. You win a lot of money there if you uh, if you get lucky. But uh, the beauty of the horse racing scene and, and the track itself is is just outstanding, and it's a it's a nice place to spend an afternoon. Absolutely, Dave. If you haven't been there, it's quite beautiful. Gulfstream Park. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach. Check it out. Tell them Big Dave and Joe sent you over. Gulfstream Park. Welcome to your playground. 
This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. It ain't just wide open. It's W-F-O. Hey, this is Jeff uh, Rice, uh, Stephen Hawk from up by Savannah, Georgia. I just wanted to let you guys know that WFO rules. Joe, this is Jay Bird, truck driver from Big Bear, California. W-F-O rocks. Oh, don't forget. W-F-O. O rules the airwaves. WFO! Final segment of the program. Big Dave and Joe here winding things up, talking about the PPC Aruba Poker Tour. PPC Poker Tour holding their main event in Aruba. Uh, what kind of money are we talking about, Joe? I guess about at least like 350000 that hasn't been paid out. That's in prize money. Remember, you probably gave away somewhere between thirty to 50000 in packages in Aruba, I would imagine. Cause usually were people then responsible to buy their own plane flights and were going to be reimbursed for them? Is no, that the situation? No, no, no. Like I like I mentioned you in mentioned the last the, segment, uh, Bridget agent. Stein, which was their travel agent who handled all of this, took care of their flights. You know, now flight credits. They, here's a scenario: their packages offered you it was either three or four hundred dollars in, fi- in flight credit. Okay, so you know, Bridget did a wonderful job of trying to figure, you know, getting the, the cheapest airfares from the different parts of the country that people were flying from. So, you know, the package itself included your hotel stay. Entrance fees, uh, and like I said, three to four hundred dollars in flight credit. I'm, I, you know, I just have to look that up. It was one or the other, okay? Okay. And, you know, the rest was in different fees. You know, uh, depending on whether you won the premier package, which would put you up six nights at the Hilton or the Hyatt, okay? And then you had other nuns that put you up at the Mill which is where most of the employees stayed at, okay. okay? So, you know, depending on the packages, you know, but but the packages were outlined, um, and they detailed what you got. But remember, you didn't have that money. They're holding, they're holding your entrance fee into the main event this year was $2,200, if I'm not mistaken, into the world championship. So that fee was already being held by them. You know, six nights at the Hyatt or the Hilton was about $1,500. And, you know, then whatever other amenities they gave you, that was the price package. Well, bottom line is we don't really know what happened yet. Uh, We've heard a lot of rumor and innuendo. We've heard a couple of news stories, a little bit of reporting. We know that there has been a lawsuit filed by the players who haven't been paid. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I do want to say that both Joe and I like these guys very much. I still consider them my friends. I offered them a spot on the show. And, uh, you know, I would feel a lot better if they came forward and and told, 
you know, what they knew. I, I, I don't want them to come forward and lie and, about the situation, but I would like them to come clean and say what happened. Now, I did want to say this. Uh, you know, you read things on the 2 Plus 2 forum. You have intelligent, thoughtful people, uh, and you have idiots that uh, just spout off and are angry and really don't know what they're talking about. But I did want to read this one post or, or part of it uh, from one of the guys that I thought was very thoughtful and, uh, and has looked at this thing a little bit. He says... Uh, he said, I'm not trying to be an apologist for these two guys. They have apparently done wrong and deserve no sympathy from anyone, in my opinion. That said, I find it much easier to believe that this is an instance of terrible money and business management coupled with overly optimistic projections for the future of their venture. To put it another way, I doubt that they woke up one morning and said, let's screw a bunch of poker players out of their prize money. Uh, what seems far more likely is that they had expenses, including their own living expenses, that outstripped net income from the tour, spent tons of time on it, therefore foregoing other potential income, and used prize pool funds that they believe would be replenished by future entries in income or perhaps investors in the venture if it became more attractive. Uh, an ethical person would not do what they seem to have done. They would have been honest with themselves and folded up and sold the tour if it wasn't making enough money to pay the bills. But desperation to make things work clouds judgment and ethics in many people. If true, this is a failure on their part and one that should permanently ostracize them from the poker community. From a legal perspective, it is conceivable that if the above is accurate, they possibly could avoid criminal charges and that all claims would be civil ones and against the corporation first. And while it might be possible to get at individuals if the corporation is insolvent, they live in Florida, which is a very friendly state for people who declare bankruptcy. So uh, no, no idea of what's going to happen out of this thing. We'll follow it and keep you posted. Uh, but it's a very sad day for us. It really is. And, you know, I... I I didn't think about what this person just wrote, and to be honest with you, I'm hoping that that's the case, that they ventured trying to make this a bigger tournament and a better one, and, you know, their finances have, their their predictions have failed, and, and it's cost them financially, and, um, but they need to come out with that right away if that is they the do. case. Because, they do. Because if that's the case, people are still upset because their money should not have been commingled uh, with whatever, whatever future hopes they had of growing the tour but the quicker you get that out there and the quicker you prove that that's the case the more understanding you're going to get from the poker community uh, instead of you know what's happening right now including us who are friends of theirs and you know as I said I've worked for the PPC you know we're up in limbo, you know, we, 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 I, I don't want to think the worst, but, you know, I'm leaning that way because of, of the way things have happened. Well, bottom line is people have short memories. That is true. However, in the game of poker, uh, if you get screwed, uh, I think your reputation is, is unsalvageable. And I don't see, even if they pay every dime to everybody that they owed, how they can make this thing survive. Uh, I don't see any chance I, of that. Well, right now, I'm not even thinking of the PPC surviving. I'm thinking more of hopefully Brian and Sandy's reputation isn't completely shattered. Yeah. And, and, yeah, staying out of jail. Yeah. So. Uh, very unfortunate. And, uh, you know, I, we did take most of the show on this tonight. So uh, well, we if had it's something to. you're not interested in. But I think that every poker player should learn a lesson from this uh, to do their due diligence before you enter events. And whether you like the guys or not or you think they're honest or, well, or they have good reputations, you need to look into it a little bit further. But think about it, Dave. What due diligence can you possibly well, do? Well, I think, I think I there mean, needs to be... I mean, because when a poker tournament starts, you're taking it right. on faith. We have to take it on faith. You're taking it on faith. That's why Mike Smith held on to some money, as far as I was told. That's why they've severed ties in these other places. You take people at faith until you can't take them at faith. And the establishments here, you never heard of an issue here because the money is held by the establishment, the poker room that's running the tournament. So, you know, your faith is in the room. Right. When you go to Aruba, your faith is in PPC. Right. And those are two different entities right there. Yeah. You know, you think they're one. And you hope they're one because your your poker room back home, people in Council Bluff who went over there and in Kansas City are saying, well, my poker room told me I could go over there and, and everything's going to be okay. 
Well, the other thing is the old uh, phrase that's going around now uh, with terrorism and crime and, and that sort of thing is, if you see something, say something. Uh, that if you knew that there could be some sort of uh, problem with the way things were run, you might have been able to save somebody from losing a lot of money and going through a lot of heartache. Well, there's only one person that I know of who could have done that. And that was last year's winner who admittedly did not get paid in full in a timely well, fashion. you know, we talk about uh, some of the other employees, the blogger Mark Hoke. Uh, no, Chris Mark Fox always got paid. No, until no, sep- hadn't been paid since September, though. So we were talking three or four right, months. Right, but if you've been paid for something. two, three years, you know, and you're being told a story and you haven't had an issue prior to this, yeah. and you're just being told and the big event is coming up and there's no plans to cancel this, you don't, you know... And, and it, you don't want to do anything to screw up you getting their money a little later. And not only they're getting their money, you getting paid. I know Mark Hoke depended on this yeah. job for, for you know, to, to, to make do for him and his daughter. Okay. Well, this has only been the tip of the iceberg. We'll obviously look at it over the next uh, few weeks when we hear more, and uh, hopefully everything will be taken care of. I don't, again, I don't see the... The, the tour, a lot of hard work that these guys put in over year, the years. Uh, they took a chance, and uh, they lost big time because I don't see them surviving. It. I, it's, it, I, I can't imagine a scenario where they'll survive. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Gio, thank you for all your work on the show as usual. And, Joe, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, uh, heading home, uh, I'll, be, I'll feel sad. I know I will because I, I do like these guys, and I hope the best for them. But... Uh, uh, you know, when you do things wrong, sometimes you got to pay the piper. That's it. Okay. That is it. We'll catch you more next week on another edition of the show. Thanks for being with us. And we'll catch you again next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.